0: The show begins! Yo, kids! Yo! It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat! Student of invention, eater of tin cans, sidekick to Lucy Wow! And co-host to Guy Neville, motorbike maniac, and the coolest guy in all of Flugerville. <laughs> And I'm the coolest Kapow! No Kapow, I I didn't mean I was the coolest person named Guy, I meant I'm the coolest guy, you know, like, uh, the coolest dude? Uh, You know what, never mind, Uh, let's just move on to today's inventor, who I have to say was a pretty cool guy himself. Today's inventor wasn't a cool guy, Guy! What are you talking about? He was the coolest. He overcame all of the odds to change the world. Yeah, but his name was Lewis Braille. So that makes him a cool Lewis. OK, Kapow, I get it. Uh, but whether you want to call him a cool guy or a cool Lewis, one thing is for sure. He was a cool inventor who invented cool things. You got that right, guy. Now. And this cool inventor story starts in 1809, just outside of Paris. Louis and his family lived on a vineyard in the countryside, where Louis' father made leather goods for humans and horses alike. What about pygmy goats? Um, I don't think they had those in France back then. Oh my goatness! I can't imagine a world without pygmy goats! Our good looks, our majestic smell, our... Focus, Kapow! Oh, right! Haha! <laughs> so, as soon as he could walk, Lewis started playing in his father's workshop. But unfortunately, he wasn't always supervised. And one day, there was a tragic accident that left Lewis completely blind in both eyes. Now, back then, if you were blind, most people kind of gave up on you. But Lewis's parents were different. His father made a cane to help him walk around, and they sent him off to school despite his lack of sight. With their support, Lewis's curious nature, and uh, let's be honest, his big brain, Lewis was soon the best student in his class. At the age of 10, Lewis was invited to attend one of the first schools for blind children in the world, the Royal Institute for Blind Youth in Paris. Here, children were taught how to read by a system that the school had invented they used copper wire to make book pages with raised Latin letters on them, and the students would trace their fingers over the bumpy letters and read by feel. Lewis was excited to be able to read, but he was frustrated by the system's limitations. For one thing, since it used a complex wire technique, there was no way for the students to write themselves. Luckily, Lewis had supportive parents who made him an alphabet out of pieces of thick leather that he could trace. It wasn't easy but it allowed Lewis to write letters home. Lewis was so brilliant that he wasn't just the school's best student. They asked him to start teaching the other students. Soon, he was teaching history, geometry, and algebra to students his own age. And if that wasn't enough, he learned how to play the cello and the organ, too. (laughs) But just to be clear, he played them with his hands, and he didn't play any music out of his butt like I do. duh ka but just wanted to be clear. Anyway, Lewis was succeeding, but because he couldn't read and write easily, he still didn't feel equal and this upset him. He said that the blind must be treated as equals and communication is the way this can be brought about. So with that in mind, he decided to invent a system of reading and writing that would allow the blind to communicate as easily as anyone else. In 1821, Braille learned of a communication system devised by Charles Barbier. Charles' invention was a code of 12 dots in two columns pressed into thick paper. These impressions could be read entirely by thinkers. It was a revolutionary idea and the inspiration Lewis had been looking for. Lewis worked tirelessly and finished his new system before his 16th birthday. Lewis's Braille system was based on Charles' system but was simpler and more effective he made uniform columns for each letter with six raised dots. And most importantly, he made the whole thing smaller so that letters could be read with a single touch of a single finger. But Lewis didn't just want to read books, so he also designed the Braille system to include a way to read music as well. That way, blind musicians like him could learn songs even faster. But he still wasn't done! Next, he created a new writing system called Decapoint, that allowed blind people to write letters that could be read by sighted people. And still not satisfied, Louis then helped his friend Pierre to develop a device that worked like a typewriter but printed raised marks that you could feel. This machine was so successful that it was exhibited at the World's Fair in Paris in 1855. Now, even though Louis's inventions were brilliant and he was admired and respected by his pupils, because he was young and blind, many people didn't take him seriously. In fact, all of the schools for the blind he approached refused to teach or use Braille. But over time, word got around and more and more students fell in love with Braille's system. Eventually, due to the insistence of blind pupils, the Braille system was finally adopted in schools throughout France, and then all over the world. And so today, thanks to Louis, on every corner of the planet, blind people can read and write as much and as fast as they please. Lewis had a lot of challenges in his life and he easily could have quit, but because he never did, because he kept working and inventing, in the end, his dreams of equality for the blind came true. And now we're going to do a quick taste test to see if Braille books are delicious or not. Uh Uh-oh, it looks like a pal needs a snack, so uh, we better finish up. If you'd like to talk more about Braille, Lewis Braille, Pflugerville, Kapow, or me, Guy Neville, just send an email to guy at gokidgo.com or me at kapow at gokidgo.com. We might even read your question on a podcast. But until then, I hope you have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. Go Kid Go! Go Kid Go! Go, kid, go.